Namaste, and welcome to the Modern Mystic Podcast, where we are exploring the mystical in the mundane and the magic in the present moment, bringing you ancient tools and technologies into modern day living, yoga, mythic, and healing conversations with expert and visionary powerhouses sharing their stories and secrets with you to help you live an inspired life. If you have the eyes to see, if you have the ears to hear, if you have the mind to know, the whole world will reveal its secrets to you. My name is Kilkenny, the host of the Modern Mystic Podcast, and today I am going to be speaking about the Clairs. Some of you have heard about these colloquially, Some of you will have experienced these. Some of you will think this is out there and woo-woo, but you're curious, so you'll keep listening. And some of you may not know all of these or have heard any of these. The Claire's. So the Claire's are clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, clairalliance, clairgustance, and claircognizance. And so these have to do with our physical senses. And to be a modern mystic is to bridge the seen and the unseen. And something that I'm always talking about with my intuitive coaching clients is how the universe, energy, God, goddess, whatever you want to call it, nature, can only speak to us in and through our technology and with symbols that we're familiar with and through our senses. So even in my yoga lineage, that's my main one, Tantra, the senses are considered sacred and the senses are considered the gateway to experiencing the divine. And that's one of the reasons it is my main lineage. And I feel so deeply connected to it and such affinity for it because I learned it at a young age and this idea of our embodiment being not only a gift as opposed to a bummer but our embodiment giving us access to really profound experiences of our spirit and so our senses are these portals that can help us and act as a bridge from the unseen to the seen worlds and vice versa. And so often people I work with one-on-one will be frustrated and think, you know, they're never getting signs or never getting symbols or, or any kind of magical serendipitous experiences. And they keep trying to do practices to go to the liminal realms and they leave frustrated. And the thing about it is, is that this physical world is a manifestation of energy and we are energy and so often we don't have to go so far or stretch so much but truly speaking the great spiritual traditions of all different cultures from all over the world you know talk about how all we have to do is look to ourselves right divinity humanity all the things we're seeking live buried in the treasure trove of ourselves within And so the senses help us connect to our divinity, our humanity, our universality, and shine that outward. 
So why wouldn't it be the case that we can simply reverse the directionality? And if we turn those senses you know, towards oneself, then what's in the center of oneself? Your own divinity, your own magic, your own complete, amazing superhero powers is what a lot of people would experience them as. So let's get right to it. Clairvoyance. So voyance, voyeur in French, is that verb meaning to see. And so a lot of us will be the most familiar with clairvoyance, seeing. This is something that could be, you know, flashes of an image that passes through the cinematic story of our mind's eye. Some people see visions, you know, literally, or aberrations. But of course, that's more rare. And it's something that I think develops over time, too. You know, psychic abilities and turning these really deep empowerments of our senses on because they are using our senses are like muscles and they take time to build and you have to do reps of them. So often it can begin really subtle and then the more you do it, the more, in this case we're talking about clairvoyance, the visuals will come. So patience, dear one, if this is something you're interested in developing within yourself and you're listening to this, so you probably are, know that with all of these patience, some of them will come really naturally to some folks, some of them will feel very elusive, or maybe all of them further away. But because they're through our senses, we all have possibility to uncover them. So back to clairvoyance, visualization, the seeing of things. So sometimes we get impressions, you know, those of us who have this ability or have the talent or propensity for easy clairvoyance. And so you might, you know, be walking down the street and then you kind of like have a flash of someone. You might see them vaguely in your mind's eye and then you turn the corner and you run into them, right? And some people, that information, because we're talking about how information from the universe gets downloaded into our senses, that information for some people will come as an image. Now, in my experience, developing this, really, I see it as a practice of clairvoyance, it's something that I've come to know for myself, at least. It's not seeing something as I would have imagined when I was young, like you or me looking at ourselves in a mirror or looking at a person in the same room with us, even. It's much more subtler than that. It really can start from developing a sensing, a really vague imaging. Like when you're trying to like remember where you put something, like say you lost your keys and you think, oh, where did I put them? And then you kind of start like in your mind's eye, vaguely trying to visualize where the keys are. Even if you don't visualize well, right? That's a natural thing people do. And often if you can think about, if you're in a situation where you lost your phone, you misplaced it, you put it downstairs, you don't know where, and you retrace your steps, and you're in the space of trying to picture it, that is what to practice. And that's often what it's like, that you start downloading images in that way. And then when you start sensing things and practicing going into that space, that numinous space of, oh, where did I put that? And then you you know visualize your, your car keys. And then when you're visualizing that and you're sensing that, 
practice being in that space. Keep dropping yourself as an exercise back into that space. And you can do it by simply thinking about where you put things. And that's a little hack or drill that you can do. Some people, this comes so easily. Sometimes I'll work with someone the first time. They're like, oh yeah, I've been seeing colors on my whole life. Sometimes auras, sometimes symbols when they meditate or close their eyes, right? And so some people, this is an easy thing. Some people, this takes time to build that muscle of clairvoyance. If you are someone who tends to use the phrase, pay attention to your languaging the next few days, and you say, I see, I see, yeah, I see, or yeah, I see this, I see that, notice, I envision this. If you use that verb a lot, or verbs, you could have a more propensity for this type of gift. Sometimes in working with people who have this capacity, they will notice things out of the corner of their eye. Like they might feel like they saw someone to the right or to the left of them. And then they often look and no one's there. Or maybe even see mists or fogs or colors even when other people can't. But often these people have a really good, vivid imagination. And sometimes I find that they're really good at problem solving and puzzles because Seeing, right, is having the capacity to put different pieces that fit together. They could also be great daydreamers, and sometimes their imagination takes over. And, you know, it can be their subconscious, but also they're they're imagining things throughout the day more than, say, your average person. So if it's easy for you to visualize your goals, your desires, your dreams, if you tend towards a lot of creativity... Maybe you're a person who is less verbal and you tend to see things and you'd like to read about them, but maybe a little bit less in the way of discussing them. So yeah, if people are telling you something, you start to visualize what they're saying, notice that. And, and you know, often these people have really active dream lives. So that is the deal with clairvoyance. The next one is clairaudience that I was going to discuss. So audience, right, that's hearing. So right now you're listening. And what I'm talking about when we add the clair, you know, clair means light or illuminated. So all these clairs, right, are speaking to illumination. So there might be the room of clairaudience for you that's now darkened. You don't realize you have it, but we all have this house of human embodiment and we all have each one of these rooms and so clairaudience is that really multi-dimensional listening and so it comes from literally practicing hearing and that might sound like a blaring flash of the obvious however if you take time throughout your day to really pause and practice hearing practice Olympic listening, even when you're listening to others speak, really listen to the tone of their voice, their consonants, the way they enunciate, and that will start to build the muscle of clairaudience. And then over time, often one will start to hear perhaps a thought in their own head, and they start to recognize that within one's own diatribe, of thoughts. There is the voice of the higher self, 
many times people are shocked when I work one-on-one with them because we work on recognizing that that higher self voice is often in their actual voice. So a person or maybe even you listening to this podcast are like, whoa, wait, my higher self voice doesn't sound like a big, dark, low husky voice that's telling me what to do or that grandmother type voice giving me wisdom. And more often than not with people, I have experienced that it is indeed your voice. However, often that voice speaks in the imperative or that voice might use your actual name when it's speaking to you, downloading messages. And so you can think about that when you're listening to your thoughts, particularly after you've really plugged in and connected to source. So after you've meditated or after you've had a great workout, when you're really, really opened up, pay attention to that voice and you you probably will start to hear and sense the subtlety and the difference of what's your highest self voice, so to speak. So many individuals with this gift of clairaudience will use their abilities in their lives, maybe even on a day-to-day basis and not even realize it. So pay attention if you're someone who says often, I hear you, I hear what you're saying. Maybe sometimes you hear sounds like ringing or buzzing that appear from nowhere, little bell sound. That can be a sign that your clairaudience is starting to open up. The ringing sensation in the ears or even a change of pressure in the ears I have found with people. Hearing or speaking words that are clear in your mind that you give profound advice to others with. So if you're someone who like your whole life, you've given really profound advice. You're the person all your friends, all your family, all your people have come to over the years to get advice, to get help. You might be downloading messages and not even realizing it. It's just a part of your gift that you've always had. So... This is, you know, part of this wisdom. It's just hearing wisdom that others can't. And maybe you listen to music and like you're in a restaurant and you can hear the music and other people just can't hear it. They might hear vague sounds and know a song is on, but like you can hear every word or every note. That is also a sign of clairaudience. Another um, potential connection to this power is when you're with plants when you're with animals and you feel like you're communicating with them sitting with a tree and receiving messages receiving ideas receiving thoughts that aren't yours that are aha that are huh that's interesting they somehow come from another place you are downloading messages from other sentient beings and that is claire audience claircognizance cognizant to know so this has to do with an ability to just know something without any evidence that leads you to that knowledge but just like i just know that xyz is going to happen or it's something that really comes if you find yourself a person who's always saying the phrase i know I don't know how, but I just somehow know, I know, I know. And it's more like an intuitive flash of lightning. 
You know, it's like, bam, it's there. So it's not from a place of fear, though, of course, it can be in a situation where you're like, I just know I shouldn't do that. But it's something to explore when you're exploring and playing with all of this, that it's not often from a place of anxiety. Like even if you're like, I know I shouldn't walk over that bridge. It carries a feeling that is like neutral as opposed to a feeling of extreme anxiety. So when you are claircognizant, you just like know things and there's a almost like level of a detachment from the knowledge and it can come like an inspiration, like a bolt of lightning. These individuals often, too, I found, experience feelings of deja vu a lot. Like you've been here before or like I've dreamt this and now it's happening. Oh my goodness, I've literally dreamt this. And now we're like enacting it out in front of my eyes, this scene, this situation. Sometimes with people, they have that experience and it's not even like a profound situation. Like they're like, I feel like I've been here before with you talking about this. And it doesn't even have to be like a huge monumentous instance it's just that capacity that you have that is creating that so it's like the universe winking at you saying you have clear cognizance friend so intuition gut feelings are heightened people who have this ability often are logical and intellectual and they like to think things out and then they'll get again these muse-like insights and flashes that come into their head And sometimes these individuals are the types of people who can just like pick things up with very little or no training or practice. Like they've done something before that other people would need a lot more training and skill, like most people would. They're just like gifted in lots of different activities in this kind of way. And and so that can be linked to claircognizance I've seen and found. So if answers come easily to you without prior knowledge of a subject or situation, that too is claircognizance. When we get to the last two I'm going to speak of, which is clairgustance and clairalliance. They are ones that are less spoken of. And if you research and look up clairs, you won't even find them often. But they are important. They are our senses, our sense of taste, gustance, and our sense of smell, alliance. And so let's go to tasting because this is an important sense. This is sense keeps us alive. It keeps us safe from eating bad food. And it's literally the sense that we use to keep our bodies here on this plane. And it's powerful due to that. It's got a lot of discernment because of that. So sometimes we don't really pay attention in our modern fast-paced world to our food at all, right? Lots of people I work with just like, you know, talk about, they just like eat and don't even realize that they've eaten a whole plate of something. So that mindful eating can be a practice where you really taste the flavors of the food and that can build the muscle of clairgustance. I forget which sect of spirituality, but there's a group of monks who chew their food as a practice like each bite i think it's 35 times it's an awesome practice it's hard try it i've done it many times and this tasting right heightens our ability to taste 
And some people doing this practice might find, oh, they actually, during their day, taste subtler things that they never even noticed or recognized. So maybe in their mouth sometimes tasting a little sweetness, tasting a little sourness, a little spice, a little metal taste or a little funky taste. So it's something that you can play with and some people do get taste and their taste give them information because this is all about receiving information from within and from without whose energies ultimately are one and the same in that macro perspective. So that tasting, they can, you know, have taste something bitter and they know a situation is just literally bitter. They could taste something sweet in their mouth, have a sweet, subtle taste. Some people it actually develops that I've worked with and it becomes not so subtle. And then the situation for them is very sweet. Lastly, the smell. Claire Alliance. So you could think of this as almost like a phantom smell. So clearly the way to practice this, now that you've heard dear ones me speak, right? How do we develop the sense of smell? Well, we practice smelling. You know, again, so often in our rushed lives, we don't take the time to that famous expression, stop and smell the roses. That's actually something I practice. I'm always saying that to my kids. Always take time. Whenever I see roses, I know it doesn't matter how much a rush I'm in or where I have to be, I always pause and use that as a cue to smell. So practicing the smelling, practicing in the room you're in right now, take a deep breath in. What does it smell like? Can you sense anything subtle? You know how we walk into different people's houses, right? Usually someone's house has a very distinctive smell. So when we start noticing, it's all about this art of attention and directing our minds and the technology of them to the various senses that then we can version them and like a flower, they open for us and then they receive more and more information like a flower does sunlight and your life becomes much more nurtured because of having opened up these senses some people will smell phantom smells, so to speak. Once they develop this clairalliance, like smoke or incense or cookies. And it can be pretty intense, you know, not to put fear, but I'm saying like people can smell rotting sometimes if they're in a rotten situation or if they're in a situation that's, you know, soothing and calming. They might smell a baked good. And they know then that's like a green light of a situation. I had a client I worked with where she started to smell lilacs sometimes. And then she knew her grandmother, who we worked on connecting to, was with her because her grandmother had lilacs in her yard. And she would visit there and love to smell the lilacs. So these amazing senses that we have, right, they are our technology they are our apparatus they are our tools that both connect us to the outside world and can really support us if we turn them towards our inner world and to really integrate both worlds the outer the inner above below to the right, to the left, right? All those seemingly opposites that are really complementary opposites that 
when we move towards them, create a life of deep integration, integrity, right? Comes from that word integration. And so though talking about these things that many people would call quote-unquote psychic abilities, psychic even really means etymologically of relating to the human soul and or mind. And so often we can think of this as something that's opposed to the physical, but we know we are mind-body. In many Asian traditions, the mind and the body are referred to as one word, just mind-body. There's no separation. We know how the mind really affects the body and how they work so closely. And so when we relate to ourselves in our full humanity as a body, as a soul, as a mind, and we do things that act like a thread and weave them into the tapestry of who we are as a really attuned and fully plugged in human being, then our lives just improve and the quality of them improves. And we open up to more magic and wonderment and joy than we could ever imagine. So I invite you to right now pick one of the senses that spoke to you and just notice what pops into your mind first. Was it the clairvoyance? Did that appeal to you? The seeing, the clairaudience, the hearing, the clairsentience, the feeling, sensation, the clairalliance, the smelling, the clairgustance, the tasting, or maybe the claircognizance, the knowing. Just take a moment, and if it's safe and comfortable to do so, you can close the eyes or just make the eyelids heavy. And now you're just gently recognizing this sense apart from the rest of them. And whatever that sense is, actively do it right now. Because to some extent, we're always doing all of them but we're just not aware of that and we're just not focusing on that. But so often they're all happening at once, yes? And now with that one-pointed focus, it's called ekagrata in the Sanskrit language of the yoga tradition, one-pointed focus. Each inhale and each exhale, let it increase the capacity of this sense each breath let this sense deepen and widen may the width and breadth may the height and expansiveness with each ensuing breath amplify the sense And then I invite you as you slowly ground into your feet and seat, feel into your body and open your eyes to make a commitment to the sense, maybe for a day, maybe for a week, maybe put an appointment in your calendar, on your phone or wherever. And every day at a certain time, remind yourself gently, it's an invitation, never obligation. Oh, right, I want to work on 
tasting, hearing this week, this day, and many times a day. All you have to do, it's the art of attention, direct the attention to a specific aspect of yourself, and that aspect will grow. And in the growth of that aspect, the magic will grow, the power will grow, and the amazement will grow. This magic of life will expand for you. If you have the eyes to see, if you have the ears to hear, if you have the mind to know, the whole world will reveal its secrets to you. I work one-on-one intuitive coaching with many people developing these capacities. So if you're interested, go to modernmystic.love and drop me a line. Sending so much love, dear one. Namaste. Thank you for taking these words in. I hope they ground, inform, and inspire you on your journey of the mystic path. If you like what you heard, please be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever podcast platform you use. It is so appreciated. Also, check out my website, modernmystic.love, where you can find information about my very exciting monthly mystic membership. My members have unlimited access to a robust video library, which includes short videos that are easily digestible, sharing practical ways to integrate mystical living into your day-to-day life. These compelling videos cover topics such as how to ground, protect, and grow your energy, how to develop your psychic abilities, how to connect to your spirit team, shadow work, inner child work, tarot cards, lots of Western astrology, of course, in addition to syncing up with the rhythms of nature and so much more. I've gotten so much positive feedback that these videos are game changers for folks. Also included in the membership are over 100 alignment-based yoga classes of all different levels, meditation and breathwork classes, so you can work from the inside out or the outside in and up level yourself as you become the next version of you. Not to mention my mystic members get all sorts of bonus content and discounts from my visionary podcast guests. So check out modernmystic.love and take a peek there as there's a free sampling of some videos waiting for you. Lastly, if you are looking for some conscious conversation and compelling community, check out also our private Modern Mystic podcast Facebook group. Keep on meeting the present moment where the magic lives, one breath at a time. Namaste. Namaste.